Welcome to the What No One's Asking For podcast. Brian Burchick here. And surprise, this is a bonus episode. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, We have been taking a little break before season two, which will kick back up on January 17th. Super excited about that. And But in the meantime, we had a fun time just hopping on and chatting uh, together, me, Reynolds, and Drew, uh, just about our holiday and the New Year's and super lighthearted, fun, funny conversation. Um, amongst other things, you'll hear kind of what we've been binge watching uh, over the break. Uh, you'll hear about Drew reflecting on a story where he was told he had insufficient funds uh, in front of his mom, his wife, and his daughter all at the same time. So three generations of women hearing that he has insufficient funds at a very uh, unfortunate moment. So lots of funny stuff in here. Again, I think in this conversation, there's no huge strong agenda. It's more just uh, connecting and sharing a little bit more about our lives and who we are. So hope you enjoy this bonus episode and really excited and hope you'll join us starting January 17th uh, back for season two. It's going to be amazing and can't wait. So enjoy, and I hope you had a great holiday break and happy new year. Hello, everyone. Welcome to What No One's Asking For, special bonus holiday episode. Yeah, yeah. Brian Burchick here, joined by, always joined by Matt Reynolds and Drew McClure. Hello, boys. Hey, Brian. How's it going? You guys excited for a bonus holiday episode? It's it's kind of like after the holidays, so almost like holiday recap into the new year, but you guys excited to I mean, to the people this? ask for it, you know, so we got to give. Give the people what they want. <laughs> give, okay. give the Vs what they want. Flooded. <laughs> have y'all ever seen... <laughs> Have y'all ever seen like uh, influencers that always say, hey, so, so many of you, I got so many questions about what oh, I was yeah. wearing or whatever. You're Every time I hear crap. that, that means no one asked or at most one person asked. So yeah. that's what we're doing now. Like so many people yeah, were just like, like, please give us a holiday episode that we were like, we got, we got to record this. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's wife said we should do it. So now we're taking that to the bank. <laughs> That's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's, you know, a couple others. I, I sense the desire for more who have not explicitly said it. You know, they're just no. it's out there. Well, I'm glad up. you, I'm glad you feel that. Uh, you're a big feeler. Well, you know, it's, uh, we're here January 2nd. So a lot has happened. Um, Christmas. I mean, any any notable things? I mean, for us, I'll just say this. It was kind of a COVID Christmas a little Ooh. bit for us. So I got it leading up to Christmas. And also my son got it, mm. which I must say, and I don't know if you guys ever, if you guys feel this way, but like, I actually kind of like being sick because it's the only time Genuinely, I think it's the only time in my life where I feel permission to just be lazy. Yeah. It's okay to just literally binge shows or scroll your phone. Like I, for probably four days, because I actually, I know some people getting COVID right now, it's not that bad. But for me, it kind of was like I was, you know, headachy and sore and stuff. So I really couldn't get, like, I didn't need to get out of bed. I needed to be quarantined away from the family. And I like, secretly love it i (laughs) love it 
I mean, I'm, it's just no responsibilities and you, you're not supposed to do anything. You're supposed to be quarantined and just do nothing. Is that why you're always drinking after people? I just see you picking up random strangers cups, (laughs) trying to get germs, right? (laughs) Oh, I mean, I loved it. I've been to so many shows. I watched the bear. You got any recommendations? Yeah, you gave me, you gave me one wreck. That was pretty good. That Branson. (laughs) On uh, HBO Max, that was good. oh yeah. Richard I watched Branson. Branson. I watched The Bear. You know about the restaurant, which is so fun. Um, it's, it's Dude, I love that show. Yeah, it's Dude, so good. It is. It's gritty and grimy mm-hmm. and intense. Um, it's like most of the episode is stressful, but you like it for some reason. You're like, yeah. God, it was oh, a good yeah. surprise. <laughs> I watched, dude. I watched the uh, Harry Prince Harry and Meghan uh, doc and That's loved right. it. And I'm on their side. I I, I think they're wonderful. Um, but <laughs> my, not, point of view. I who was it? it? It was you. Drew told me like you're on the other side of it. Just seeing all yeah, these TikToks like, about it. Yeah, I was like, I don't. I, somehow I'm on the other side of the algorithm. That I was surprised. You know, it was like a beautiful show of, I guess, oh. what echo chamber you're in. But I was like, I'm surprised you liked it. Everybody I heard reflecting on it was, oh, they're cheesy. This is staged. Gosh. Blah 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 blah. But. Who knows? Oh, I thought they were authentic. I I think, but I don't know. It was so I enjoyed that, and then I I decided again. But I I never feel permission to do any of this if you're in normal life. But because I'm sick, it's just like, oh, okay, what do I want to watch next? So I did the Harry <laughs> Megan thing, and I was like, well, you know what? I'll hop over to the Crown. I have I've never even watched the Crown, but I was like, hmm. since I'm in this state of mind, I'll go watch the Crown. Uh, the good. See, well, I I just like hopped right into season five because I saw Princess Diana, Diana was like in it. It was pretty good. It was a little slow, a little slow. Yeah, earlier seasons are much better in yeah. my opinion. I think it's a really good show. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it is a little slow. I haven't even finished season five because it's slow. We yes. keep almost starting it. Every time we're like looking for a new show, we're like, we hear the crown's good and it just can't press play. It just seems too boring. <laughs> we, get, we hover on Dude, it and I then go for something this. else. The freaking trailer. Uh, the preview for season five is stunning. Have you? Did you see mm. that, Virchek, with that? Uh, that I think I just went straight in into it. Oh, everybody's got to watch the trailer. It's like two and a half, two minutes long. It's got all this drama with Diana in it. It is, it is epic. Like I watched it twice, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's like oh. that trailer is so good. And I watched a really good movie that I want to touch on after whatever you're going to say, Drew. I don't want to lose that. You can, t- you can go. I'll wait. Well, we saw Avatar 2 because my kids were begging oh. to see it. And I was like, you can't see it. It's PG-13. Then I finally caved and was like, well, yeah. this is like the top grossing movie ever. Avatar number one was James Cameron, yeah. same guy who did Titanic. So he's just brilliant. And uh, man, seeing that thing 3D, like it is. It wow. Is, it is, it's like visually the most. um. It's it's the best thing that's ever been produced visually. Like that's the critical kind cool. of acclaim on it. Yeah, and it's I mean it's over three hours long. Like you were wow. there for an experience. Um, but it's super powerful. And if I'm you got like, to see it. preteens or yeah. teenagers, like it's very much there's a lot of that kind of Whoa. presence. So my 14 year old went and saw it yesterday, and she loved it. And okay. So what, what's something I need to bring up? Like, is there some, there's some messages in there for teenagers? Well, the first one was more about like these adults being in this new 
world. So it was just yeah. a little bit more catered towards an adult audience. And I don't know if it's because they're going to do multiple ones because they've already have a deal to do like multiple, you know, runs and they're trying to make it like another Avengers mm. kind of thing. But it seems it's like now the adults have grown up and there's all these kids and there's teenagers. So hmm. it's very much geared toward that age group. So for me, it was actually good. It, it kind of challenged me as like a parent, you know, going, okay, I got to get ready for these issues. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the ex- exploration of freedom, but also family and feeling mm-hmm. like an outsider fighting. I mean, there's just like a, a lot of fighting. I'm like, this is what like, especially even yeah. boys do like, they just need to test themselves. They need to oh, fight. Yeah. They want to prove themselves. Like those things are good. Those aren't bad things. So it was kind of yeah. healthy for me to grapple with that, you know, cause we're always telling our kids like, you can't do this. Don't do this. But it's like, man, how do you work out all these intense things you're feeling and yeah. wanting to step in your identity and prove yourself. So I thought that was just very human. Wow. It's, just, it's not human. <laughs> They're like not human, <laughs> but it was. Yeah. And there's such a strong connection to like the land and the environment. And so for us, like we, we watched it like the day after Christmas or something, me and one of my kids. And then I went to this mountain cabin that we always go to with my extended family. And I was just in nature for like four days. Like it's raining, it's fog. We're going to waterfalls. We're like near the highlands that have you know, ice and all this stuff on them. So it's just kind of this experience of nature. We had alone that show going on in the background. I don't know if y'all have watched that where there people are literally surviving in Alaska or in British Columbia. I'll talk more about that. It was profound. It had an impact on me because I've watched it multiple times, but watching it in this nature environment, Mm -hmm. it just all came together for me. Whereas like, there's just something about being connected to the land, like feeling it and what it does to you. Like I experienced it. So it's like, I watched this movie, had this experience that has a point of view about how, you know, all creatures are connected to the land and environment, all that stuff. And then you're in it mm-hmm. kind of experiencing it going like, I don't know what's happening, but something is reconnecting. Something is grounding in my soul, you know? So that was a big highlight for me. That was like, just a good thing to remember. I look outside my street. It's like, there's no land out here. It's just like sidewalks and streets. Oh, yeah, you're it's the man city. made. I'm like, what am I going to earth on this? You know, they call it like earthing. They like go out and take your shoes off. You oh, yeah, yeah, earthing? yeah. What am I going to earth on this little strip in between oh, yeah. the sidewalk and the asphalt road? I'm like, <laughs> I'm out there in my old toes, you know, dipping them in the strip. Like, I'm earthing. (laughs) Me and my neighbor were joking about that. It's like, dude, what do you, you know, how do you get this experience without being it? So yeah, that was, that was definitely, I definitely recommend it. It was a high point. And then this reconnection to nature was like, I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Drew, what about you, man? How was leading up to Christmas? Um, you know, it was interesting because last Christmas kicked off kind of the the most extended period of overthinking anxiety, kind of panicky things that led up to me reaching out to y'all. Like, so this oh, wow. timeline, mm, right? Like we, we, think about, we think about timeline of how this whole thing got kicked off, started like leading up to Christmas and that vacuum of time where you're kind of between a lot of work and kids are home. Uh, it led to the opportunity to really overthink because you're mm. not busy. You're not in your normal flow. Yeah. So 
that led up to about January or February is when I texted Matt, that text I told you about, like, hey, can I call you sometime? I've been struggling, which led to the V group, all that kind of stuff, right? So, man, it was actually like right before Christmas break, I think some part of me started to fear that like, what if that happens again? <laughs> like, I'm about to enter that season again. Right. I really processed why that even happened. And what if it, uh, it was just such a miserable time that mm -hmm. I had about two days of being really afraid that I was about to experience another month or two months even of battle, you know? Yeah. And man, I'm sure we could get into this at some point. I don't, I don't even fully know how I got away from that, but happy to report that it wasn't that it was about two days of almost preparing for something that at some point I was like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like I, it was almost like I already accepted this is going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard. And so like, how are we going to be okay? Yeah. And I was like, well, it doesn't have to be like, I've already, why am I accepting that this is going to be a very traumatic triggering thing? And dude, it wasn't like, it's not, I would say the, the chatter increased, you know, like the chatter increased and the opportunity for worry and anxiety increased, but like overall, man, had a really good Christmas. And so nice. that's encouraging to me. I was telling Matt that the other night on the phone after the the Georgia championship, we we uh, called each other for a little bit because we were still up on New Year's. <laughs> and uh, I was like, dude, I'm just pumped. I feel like there, there was an evidence of strength. It was an evidence of growth. It was an evidence of like, man, some things have evolved and changed in, in some ways that this wasn't a bad Christmas. So that was really good. And then uh, yesterday was actually my favorite part of the whole kind of holiday time. We... We went over to our friends, um, Ben and Kelly's house and another couple came over and we had decided not to do new year's Eve. Everyone was like, man, it just feels like a lot with babysitters and kids. Mm. Everybody had been doing that a lot over the holidays. So we're like, let's just do brunch. Like let's get them together. They can just play outside and we'll have brunch. And the kids just, it was one of those days where like, man, they just played well together. And so we stayed till like seven 30 at night, nice. got there at 11, spent the entire day, and his wife just did a great job of like uh, asking like really thought provoking questions. And mm. like, we just had like deep conversations, but like natural, like it was really cool. Like, how are you processing life and how are you kind of wired? And so it was a rich, meaningful kind of day to kind of end the holiday season that I enjoyed. Wow. Awesome. That is great. No one broke any bones. You know what I mean? There wasn't like a, <laughs> Oh yeah. crap, someone's kids hurt or they're fighting. Like, oh, it was like we got like a reprieve of everybody kind of behaved and we were able to connect as adults. <laughs> so that was cool. Oh, yeah. well, we we definitely had some chaos, but I'll, I'll get into that later. I, I, <laughs> I do want to touch on because Brian, you went to UGA, right? Yes. So people people need more details, you know. Okay. From our from our so you guys had a fantastic Matt Matt and I went to Clemson and Brian went to UGA. So there's That's some background right. information. That's yeah, right. I'm a dog. Clemson was just terrible so, in that game against. So we're Tennessee. sitting, we're sitting from the outside observing Brian and his team enjoy the spoils of winning the playoffs and going into the national championship. Oh so, yeah. How's it feel, oh, Brian? I mean, dude, I I'm kind of riding high because you know, we we always do a trip, like we always leave on Christmas Day and we go somewhere. And it's, it's my wife that drives that whole thing, but she, and so we went skiing and, you know, we went, we go to, uh, we did this three years ago and we did it again this year where we 
just exploit credit card points. Like we have no business going on these trips, Where'd but because go, my wife say it, I, I feel like you're holding back. Oh yeah. No, I'll say it. It's okay. elite, man. <laughs> we go to Beaver Creek in Colorado. Yes. Which is just freaking elite. Like yeah. it is where all the really rich people go because, and not that there's not other places rich people go ski. Skiing in general is kind of for rich people. It's not very accessible to the common man and woman, but we beaver creek in particular is known to be an incredible place for families because there's a lot of great runs for kids they have like incredible ski school and all this stuff so we do that trip and you're just all, surrounded all points, by all, all, on oh, points dude, all, all points flights <laughs> hotel and we're staying i mean it's just again the word i kept using the whole trip was elite because it's like you're getting to experience. We're not, we are so far. I mean, we are not rich. We are not upper class, but you're surrounded by it. And you see how incredible it's like, dude, there's a reason they do these things. There's a reason they come to Beaver Creek. It's the walkability. You like walk outside your freaking resort and boom, you're at the ski lift. It's the conveniences of everything being right there. And you're just yeah. walking to the restaurants. You're walking to the skate rink. You're walking everywhere. I mean, so it's so fun for us and I don't want to like put limits on us, but like up to this point, right. We've, we've never like ascended into like any huge amount of wealth or anything. So it's like to just be in it and absorb it a little bit and be like, man, this is so nice. And yeah, we're kind of imposters here a little bit because <laughs> you just used... the whole time you're worried. You might be like, sir, uh, that's oh, actually yeah. been a huge mistake. <laughs> I know you got here all in points, and we're actually going to need you. To leave. You're bringing like, oh yeah, experience down. For Your other points people. have been denied. <laughs> no, no, we were actually, we actually had that conversation. So, Opre Ski, have you ever heard of Opre Ski? Mm -mm. It's like it's basically Sounds like happy elite. hour. Okay. It, oh yeah, it's basically happy hour in ski towns where it starts earlier. It's like usually like three thirty to five or something. But all the local, you know, bars and restaurants and stuff do like discounted drinks and appetizers and it's the whole idea of like you get done skiing around three and then go just go straight there get drinks and all this so we were talking we were actually talking about that at opera ski like can people tell that we don't really like we can't really afford this like can they tell that we're different than them and i don't know i mean i was wearing like a goofy <laughs> i was wearing like a goofy uga hat but i was like they probably can't but anyway we do that ski trip it's such a grind with kids like I maybe got like 30 minutes of actual skiing for myself, but it doesn't matter. Cause dude, you're seeing your kids take their ski to the next level. My daughter bombed her first blue and just went for it and she fell, but I was so proud of her. She got up, she kept going. Um, so this ski trip felt like a success. Somehow we made it there and back on Southwest, even though the whole airline was melting down. Um, but luckily we got home. I, have the UGA game. We win that ridiculous game that we stole. I mean, we had no business winning that game. Which um, I saw your little reel that you posted. For, oh of the yeah, celebration that was pretty. That was oh pretty yeah, epic. I saw you just. Yeah, I mean that was victory. pure joy. Yeah, that was all Aaron. By the way, of course, I wouldn't have been able to create a reel that good, but she she allowed me to be a collaborator on. Yeah. It. Um. So then we so we win that game. That was epic. And then the next day, dude, I win my fantasy football league. 
you did. I'm a back-to-back champion, dude. I've won the last two years. Dude, you are on a hot streak. Beaver Creek. The favor is on you. It is. And then absolute hand of God. Dude, and then let me add one more thing because I just I need to say this too. Yesterday, the same day I win my fantasy league, my lifelong friend, you we're all friends with him, um, been friends since middle school. He texts me and says, Hey, if you can get a flight out to LA, I've got a ticket to the national championship for you. For the UGA national championship. And so it's like, this is too much. This is tell me you don't believe in 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 the magic. I mean, there's magic all over this. No, listen, the magic is the magic is there. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Well, you've so suspended I'm, your realism for a minute and look at what's happened in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Drew. I was just going to say, and I know this will probably be a standalone episode, so we don't have to go too deep into this, but yeah, it does remind me of the conversation. So we've been reading together uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and mm-hmm. a lot of the conversation is around these moments where you're invited to continue to grow, continue to expand into the full expression of yourself or your real capabilities in life and how often we retract. Like Mm. for some underlying discomfort with that, we don't believe in ourselves or we feel like it would affect other people. We self-limit, right? Mm. And so he calls it an upper limit problem. You hit your upper limit of what you think you're capable of or comfortable, how much joy you can receive at a time. And then you just bring it back down to your comfort zone. And it just reminds me of like this, like, dude, there's yeah. some some opportunities to just allow yourself to not like qualify everything. And like, of course yeah. we don't belong and you know, whatever. And and instead yeah. like expand kind of into it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that could be a whole episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's funny, like even getting the national championship invite where it's like, dude, you know, you get a free ticket. He's already got a hotel that I'm staying with him in. So it's like oh, every everything is just given to you. But even then I was like, well, God, I mean, like I've already been taking off a lot of work. Like, can I really pull this off? You're still going to, you know, there's still going to be money spent after arguably the most, you know, expensive month of the year. Um, so there was still even like little, a little pushback in my mind. But it's like at the end of the day, man, you got you got to take those opportunities. Um so yeah yeah i look forward i i that book um the big leap i think there's gonna be all kinds of powerful stuff out of that i mean it's a mental thing though like even like being at a beaver creek or whatever like we keep the narrative around i don't belong here like we just got lucky to be here and even if in fact in the moment you don't Mm. that like yeah we did like we don't have the money that everybody else has like what as a dreamer as a person who expects to keep growing like what is Why can't our mind go, but I could. Yes. Maybe I don't want to. Maybe I, I don't value it enough to work to to do it. But like, who says I couldn't? You know, I think that's where yeah. the mental expansion could happen. It's like, but I could if yes. I wanted to, you know? Yes. Yeah, there's limiting beliefs, like not having Exactly. Those. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it's even I had like a little funny moment. I'll share this with you vulnerably with everybody listening. But when you mentioned <laughs> we were joking about being there and being worried that like, what if they reject your points or whatever? Yeah. Dude, it made me remember a memory that is still like, oh, gut-wrenching to me. But like, 
all right, here's some background. Again, we heard from some people like, we don't even know what you all do. Yeah, what do you all do? What is your job? (laughs) Right. So I've been an entrepreneur, I guess you would say, or at least working for myself for the last five years. I was, for 10 years, I was in ministry with these knuckleheads. And then wasn't, I look back and realized I didn't have quite as much of a plan as I felt like I did in the moment. But I went to bet on myself and to expand beyond that one area into a broader context and see how my skills applied in the world. And what that led to is I now do coaching for leaders and executives. And so I'm often working with either one-to-one leaders and executives, uh, or I work with their teams, Uh, particularly with fast growing teams, the company grows really fast and the people have a hard time keeping up, Mm. right? Whether it's the pace of it and the burnout that it ensues, or it's new leaders for the first time. And they're like, great, I got this position. I don't know what to do. I've never been a leader in this space before. Bring in me and my business partner, Jordan. Yep. So that's the context. But again, I started off with nothing. Like yeah. you're trying to get your first clients. You're trying to figure out how much you're charging. You're trying to get a, a find a way, right? And yes. so I'll within this is maybe year one or year two of that. It was around Christmas time. One of my cousins got was getting married, and my mom and family had made a big deal of like, we need to go. Drew, can, is there any way you can go? I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll go. So me and Caroline take at that time my oldest daughter, leave the other kids with her parents, and we drive down to Florida. And I knew we were tight, but I didn't know how tight. Like I know we had just paid taxes, and mm. we were tight, right? But yes. I'm like, I'm sure we got enough like for a night or two at a hotel or whatever. So we drive down there. And like, everyone's there. Everyone's in the lobby. Like we'd all gotten there on the same time. My mom's waiting for us. She was like, Hey, you're here. Like, get checked in. I'm like, great. For whatever reason, she literally like, goes up to the counter with us, like <laughs> around, like right next to me as I'm going to check in. And oh. the person's like, you got a card on five, you know, to pay for the room right here. So I give my debit card and dude, I'll never forget. Like I hand it to him and I have this moment of like, I hope this works out. <laughs> it didn't. Like the person had to have that awkward, like, um, it says insufficient funds. (laughs) That was the exact words they used. It says insufficient funds. F me is like literally what I'm hearing it as I am insufficient in front of my mom. Insufficient husband. I have my wife and daughter on the right side of me, my mother on the left, and I have insufficient funds. This is a defining moment. As like a 35-year-old or or whatever I was at the time, like, you know? And I immediately, my brain just starts racing. Like, what is my other option? And my mom is picking up on it. She's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'm sure there's an error with the bank. I'll, I'll just get it. I'm like, no, we're good. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, and I'm literally like trying to whisper to Caroline, like, do we have a card that will work? Like, do we have credit cards? You know, dude, to this day, I still, that was like a scarring moment of like, uh, I'll be giving, I, I have enough money now. And again, I'm not rich, but like my business yes, has grown yes. and I don't have to worry about that, but I'll get to, I'll get to the gas station sometimes and put my card in. And I just still have this fear of like, what if it declines it? Cause that had happened in that same year. Wow. where I didn't have enough money to get a full tank of gas and wow. I'm proud of it. You know, you like, you look back almost like the war you went through yeah. to build your business and you stayed in it. But I'm like, dude, I still get fear sometimes handing my card over that I'll hear back insufficient funds. <laughs> dude. What a punch in the nuts. Well, my wife would just say, you need to be using credit cards, dude. You need to be getting those points. <laughs> I know, but we're not strategic and disciplined like you. I do want to talk to her this year. Cause she's, <laughs> 
like we're in a good place now, but like, I yeah. do want to talk to y'all about that this year. Cause she has learned a way to be disciplined yeah. with it, not get debt, but like yeah. use credit cards strategically pay no, them I've, off. I've been, I've been doing her thing. I've been doing yeah, it a you, little bit. I want to learn. She's on Instagram points for families. I'm okay. Giving her yeah. a push. She, she has like no time to even do it, but she does. She is on there points for families. And, and I do, I do think she would have some cards to recommend. There's some yeah. really good business cards um, that y'all could easily get, mm-hmm. you know, with your business and stuff. But man, oh so yeah, Brian, that's a moment. That's a that's moment, a moment. Dude. The fact that your family mom was shame. there, yes, yeah. And you're yeah, already like that. trying to believe yourself that this is gonna work, you know. <laughs> and now you're around your family, who's also probably been wondering, is this gonna work? And I was just like, oh my god, dude. The next two days at this wedding, I'm just walking around like, am I a failure? Like, what are we gonna oh. do? Taking up an offering for you. That's, right. that's right. <laughs> a wedding. Because everyone else in the family offering. too has like really stable, secure jobs. Like went the total traditional route. My yeah. sister's husbands and that oh, kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, here's the wild card over there that can't pay for this $100 a night hotel. For <laughs> yes. Having well, trouble with the Hampton Inn. Right. I mean, I'll just say this, like, you know, in the, in the effort of being more, you know, just more detail oriented about some of our personal life details. I mean, and we've already said this, but it's like all three of us were pastors. Dude, evolve. Well, how can I say it? Transitioning out of ministry into like, quote unquote, normal jobs or corporate America or whatever it might be. That is a really challenging thing that it's such a niche of people that would understand it. So I don't want to sit here and like talk too much about it. But like, I have watched a lot of people that started their careers and maybe they gave their first 10 or 15 years to ministry, like really struggled to transition out of it because it's like such a different kind of world. You, you really cultivate certain skills, but then you really don't other, maybe more like business, you know, practical skills. It's so hard, man. Like all three of us, I think, and would say probably we're continuing to work really hard to like, try to, you know, break out of it a sense, this, ministry thing that it's just so different in so many ways so yeah and tell us what you do now because i have gotten i i talked to people yes who listen to the pod who who i knew before yes who we've reconnected and they're like so what is urchick and we and we call each other different names sure it's like we call drew drew but his last name's mcclure sometimes we call mcclure call you Brian. Yes. you're also burchick because that's your well, last name so to wrap that up i will say this because my even my own wife says i never talk about this the other thing i do with my business as well is write so i wrote a book and then the second is i do keynotes so speaking speaking writing content like this and then coaching that's me wrapped up and the that's book you. is called uh, yeah the book is called go for it so when i made that transition I wrote a book for other people that were making a big, a big leap. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm pursuing this thing that feels really scary and whatever. I wrote a book that helps kind of guide you through that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's been helpful. I'll get to my stuff later, but um, yeah, I've read most of it even as a companion through this transition. Cause you use that metaphor in there. Yes. Of like there's this sacred journey, almost this thing you can't, you're choosing it, but it's almost like you can't not choose it or you're kind of going against this wider invitation you feel invited into called into. Yes. And so if anybody's in that place or if anybody, you know, is in this season of transition or felt really disrupted, even through some of the conversations we're having here, that might be something good to pick up to Very put some short. fuel on that fire, you know, and get a little yeah. bit of discernment around what's, what's 
the best next steps. Yeah. And you're right. It's meant to be, I almost called it the hero's handbook because it was, it was meant to be a handbook. Like take this with you as you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it'll make sense. You're in the wandering season, dude. That's okay. That's one of the stages in there. Like here's what wandering's about. Here's how you're going to be feeling. Blah, 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 blah. You're in the war stage. This is when you're fighting. This is when you're, you know, whatever. Um, so anyways, Brian, we wrap me up. What do you up. do, man? What do you do? Brian? <laughs> you what exactly? So what would you, you say do you do here? Well, well, I'll put it. <laughs> yes and no. I love it. No, I, I know exactly what I do. Space. Office space. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, Bob. No, so I'm, I am a senior project manager. Wow. Senior. At a marketing agency. And I am super grateful uh, for the company, for the opportunity. Um, and yeah, Company it's man. been, it's been a whole new world, man. Um, I, I did a short stint at a branding agency before that, um, where I learned, you know, a lot, but it was just sort of a smaller agency. It just, they had not really hit a, a level that felt more stable. Um, but it was a great opportunity. So yeah, I mean, I just, um, so it's my, really my first season of being in corporate America where you really are like, you are working hard to make money. You are, you are working hard to, uh, you know, offer value to clients. You are, and that's just a different game. That's a different game than I played because I went from ministry into working at a private school as sort of a, almost like a pastor on the school staff, um, kind of spiritual life director. Then that led into government where I was doing downtown development in the city that I grew up in and just had a really, you know, strong kind of vision for. Um, and so, and then after government into, you know, sort of this corporate marketing um, world. So up until then, I mean, church, school, government, none of those are uh, capitalistic. All of those are just a different mindset where the money is coming through, whether it's coming through taxpayer money or tithing or tuition, like, it's a different kind of game. And um, so now being in uh, that corporate space has required, you know, new understandings, new courage, um, and and also overcoming the the same thing we we're talking about earlier, the imposter syndrome, like, dude, I don't, I, what do I do? I belong here? Am I valuable here? Like, so it's been a good expansion, a good expanding, uh, for sure. Nice. But you've expanded well, I mean, you're, again, you were, you were, uh, feeling some of that, like insecurity, imposter syndrome coming in and within six months established yourself, learn, knew that you could learn and grow and your skills have translated and you got a promotion within your first six months. Like that's freaking amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And I mean, even as you say that, I'm like, yeah, I don't even know if I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm talking that's the contraction right yeah. there we'll, we'll the get there for the yeah that's the upper limit that's an upper limit problem yeah no it is i mean it's it's been very interesting and again it's a small group of people but i have so much like empathy or i don't know maybe sympathy is the right word for people that are coming out of that ministry space um I th it's just a hard you just gotta grind and and you know, I'm grateful for, you know, how I've been able to kind of open up in these new opportunities. Because it's it not is, just ministry. Like, if you think yeah. about it this way, it'd be something super specialized. Like, imagine you were an actor for 10 years. Yeah. And then you decided, I don't think acting's it. Like, yeah. you try to get into working for a marketing company or something like that. 
there is just this disconnect of like, I, how does that, can I translate whatever that journey into the creative endeavors was, does that translate into anything else in my life? And some of the limiting beliefs that you brought over, like we had all just kind of assumed, at least you and I did, we'll probably never make a lot of money in ministry. And so you just kind of had this natural cap in yeah. your brain of like, I'm just going to live a life that never expects more than this much money. Yep. And then you change careers and you're like, I want to make more. I think I can make more. I need to make more. Yep. And you battle your own internal governor of like, but I've never imagined more than that. Right. So it's, yep. I'll, I think the context is better, bigger than just ministry. But if you were in something super specialized and then you decide to make a pivot, it can be very challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the journey, Matt, that you've been on. So right. give us more details about you, buddy. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm kind of in the midst of it. It's it's so it's so interesting the place I'm in because yeah, I did stay. I was in ministry longer than you guys, you know, yep. 16 years, um, full time at one church that grew into like a network of churches, and so I was leading one of those for a long time, and then um, helped start other ones, and then was you know responsible for the whole network, and so. Um, it's funny. I still, I don't know. I almost still think of myself a little bit like a pastor in, in the way that I want to just continue to relate to people in a similar way, but I want to just connect with people, not just people in this church, people in this group. Like that's what really got kind of old to me, you know, wanting to go beyond and like explore some new language and kind of learn. I, I just feel like I wasn't growing, which is funny because I don't think it was necessarily something's wrong with the place. It's just, it was time for me yeah, to move on. And now that I'm having these different thoughts, different conversations, like I'm being stretched and pushed and I'm scared. I'm stepping into insecurity. Like I'm actually growing. I mean, it's more stressful. I've definitely worried yeah. more than ever before in my life. And mm -hmm. kind of what I loved about and this wasn't even specifically a job, but like I did for probably 10 years straight. Like I woke up every day, just like on fire, like so excited to like mm -hmm. do my work and yeah. to build what you were building. Yeah, you were building. go after this. Yeah. Building and, you know, doing entrepreneurial stuff, but like just felt this fire and this passion for it. And then, you know, some of that waned, which is who knows why some of it's midlife sadness stuff. Some of it's, you know, you're yeah. just responsible for more kids. Some of it's like people moved away because they went on to do what they're supposed to do. And like, there was just some transition, some change. Um, so what I'm doing now is I started a company called Stoke because I so desperately want to wake up myself feeling stoked like every day. And I wasn't planning on calling it that. I was in Costa Rica, like we talked about last season. And was just like, why am I always going to these surf places to, to recreate, you know? And I'm always chasing this fire. And so that word came out in a conversation with a friend. He's like, man, what if you just call it stoke? And it just kind of stuck with me. I was like, wow, that's aspirational, even for me. Like, I'm inspired. And it's scary, honestly, but I'm inspired to wake up and be like, I've named this thing stoke. Like, am I living this way? Like, am I on fire? Like, so my whole mission is like helping to ignite the inner fire in other people. And I really do love seeing that happen, but I still am figuring out the context, honestly, like yeah, Drew does it in the coaching context. Like 
I can see myself doing some of that, but then other parts that don't fully fit, you know, and um, I'm doing a retreat this weekend, the first retreat I'm doing like kind of on my own, I'm leading it. People are paying to come to it, you know? So like, yes, it's stretching me again where I'm like, Oh man, this is causing me to grow. And so I'm excited. I'm in this kind of growth exploration phase. I just started writing the Stoke book. Cause I was like, I need to write about some of these ideas, you know? So that's a huge kind of creative challenge, which I mean, that's, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the like new year thing. Cause I, I get really reflective over the Christmas and kind of break. I just, I mean, even if I just have a couple days, honestly, my mind just starts going and I just start assessing like, where have I been, you know? And so I assessed like kind of this year of transition. Then it really, I get, start to get real fired up for like, God, what do I want to go do? And that upper limit stuff is exciting. I'm like, anything's possible. Like I just start getting filled when I get, get, get good recreation and good, like kind of nature time. Like I talked to y'all about, like, it really does stoke the fire in me where I'm like, I start believing like, dude, if I get focused on it and if I want it, like I can create this, like any, all of us can, you know, but I, I start getting excited about what's possible. So I'm feeling like I'm on a high cause it's been highs and lows, you know, it's like, yeah, you're inspired, you're creating, you're putting your ideas out there and people are resonating and you're like, yes, like this is going to work. I'm going to take over. And then you have these lows where you're like, I'm selling myself. Like no one cares what you're doing. No one's calling me being like, Hey, can I like hire you and pay you money to do that thing that only you can do? Can you just get in your genius zone and we'll pay you? Like I kind of fantasized about those conversations. Like not one of them has happened yet. It's like, all right, I'm going to have to like, when you're in the, in the lows, you know, of this entrepreneurial journey, it is pretty low. I mean, it's hard to motivate thyself you know and i'm a pretty self-motivated guy so i mean i've experienced the challenge of this but i do have to say and i would want this for other people too it's like man yeah what does that possibility look like in the new year you know and i think some of that comes through reflection um that's like the foundation of it but then there is this real creative thing like there's a newness you know Mm -hmm. um in the air and there's this alignment of like, God, what could break forth? Like what could, so I'm actually appreciative of the like hard line. Like this year is ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Everything yeah. you need to do with taxes, do it by the 31st. It's over, you know? <laughs> and then there's this new thing. Like it's kind of a cool, um, I don't know, rebirth that we all get to participate in. However, we, we want to do that, you know? Um, and for me, and I'll say this too, I, I do feel like I've had some rest because I, I had a co- couple months in there to be like, okay, you just finished a pretty big intense season, like rest some, let yourself be chill. And now I'm kind of feeling the thing of like, I got to get that fire lit under me and like, you know, yeah. rein in the diet, you know, like I've put on some pounds, you know, rein in the, oh, yeah. you know, the devices or whatever, like, you know, yeah. rein it in and, and get into that optimal peak place which is hard to do in the like winter months it's like oh yeah your body wants to like hibernate you know and (laughs) keep on those pounds and stay in your cave and wear your sweatpants you know there's nothing wrong with sweatpants i'm wearing them right now but it's like all right you know (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna get to where i want to go in sweats and 
carrying 10 extra LBs around. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, we talked we, about we talked about all maybe doing like a sober, you know, January. Or... Yeah, I'm I'm planning on doing that. I've I yeah, I am. So I'm like, I when think I had my last margarita last night, which I'm I'm sad about, but yeah, I am committed to it. So yeah. We did it the last couple of years and it's been really good. Now, now I'm like, of course, the, all these things keep popping up where I'm like, oh God, am I really not going to have a drink at the national championship or so? I don't know. I might, I might yeah. join just a little bit later. Um, right. But it does feel very, just reflecting on the years in the past we did, it does feel very good to like exercise a level of self-control, you know, in moderation at the beginning of the year. Seems to yeah, what does set it do the tone well. What does it do for me? Yeah. I, I think it just showed me that like, A, I don't have to have this in my life. Like I'm not like truly like, you know, addicted to it um, or dependent on it. Um, and yeah, it just feels like healthy to like deny yourself some level of, you know, pleasure. And I mean, it's so funny because you find yourself get we, we're going to need some kind of little pleasures and treats either way you do it. So I remember when I did this, <laughs> like I think two years ago. Uh, my wife and I did this and so I did, we didn't drink I want to say for like two months I mean it felt like a pretty long time and so I would <laughs> I would constantly go over to Dairy Queen and get a little blizzard because <laughs> 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 it's like I still felt the need for a treat and a so treat, it, yeah <laughs> it wasn't a drink so it was a little small Oreo blizzard um, and I would call my buddy and I'd be like hey man I'm going to DQ you want to come along and be like yeah I'll come <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I think, I don't know. I think anytime in this world of America, capitalism, kind of excess, I, I think it's healthy to deny yourself certain things at times, you know, and just like almost impose certain limits or boundaries on things just to kind of stay in that moderation, stay in that, you know, self-control kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do feel better. That that that's that's the hard thing I don't want to to admit. Like right. when we've done like cleanses in the past where it's been more intense, it's like you're drinking these juice cleanses for whatever, you're getting yeah. off stuff, or, you know, sugar, whatever it is. You're like, "Wow, I am I am really feeling the effect of this." Like, you know, the withdrawals coming off of it, but then the dependency on all that stuff. But then I call it like burning clean when I'm like, I'm burning clean. Like, <laughs> and, and I mean, I have to admit, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I am functioning better. You know, I'm sleeping better. Yeah. I'm waking up easier. Like you don't have that crash in the afternoon, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, I almost don't want to admit it because to admit it means that I'm like, okay, if I'm not, if I'm yeah. not doing that, then I'm, I, I'm admitting that I'm not, you know, performing at what's possible. Um, yeah. but it is hard. It takes so much of that self. And, and I, me and my wife have to do the same thing. Cause I'm like, I can't, I gotta just be aligned, you know, in the house. And I mean, I'm not like the biggest cook. Yeah. I mean, I need to do that more, but I'm just, yeah. I'm so dependent. Uh, <laughs> just cooking everything basically so yeah I, I, we always have to do the same thing because it's so hard and it just takes a lot of time like you know doing these diet things or yep you know d yeah denying yourself at the end of the day right? i deserve this 
I yeah. deserve the street, you know. Oh, that blizzard yeah. thing's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> oh, dude. The blizzards are good, man. Blizzard in place but, of the old fashioned. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. I see. They have you. a like mini size, man. It's very small. So it still feels like <laughs> I don't even modern. know where a DQ is. I'm I'm in a different part of the town, man. I don't know where, where one is around here. I'm sure we got some. I mean, I just wonder but, though, speaking of like feeling better and stuff, I mean, we obviously as a society, we're continuing to evolve and become in some ways more healthy, right? We're becoming more health conscious. I mean, it's always like LA, you know, it seems like California always kind of leads the way and then these trends kind of come. But I mean, there is more and more like non-alcoholic, you know, cocktails, non-alcoholic beer. I mean, I do yeah. wonder, like, are we going to get to a point where we all just recognize objectively, like, you're better health, you know, you're healthier and you feel better without alcohol? Like, I don't think that's probably going to happen, but I think it's trending at least slowly like in that direction it's definitely a growing market I and mean, i've had i've had two i've had two pot so I, I have another podcast outside of this where i interview fast growing companies right i've had two of them that are in the non-alcoholic but recreate yep. like they like non-alcoholic bourbon and well, like one of them's called huh. monday morning monday morning they sent me a bunch of stuff they're really good wow um, <clears throat> but the same idea he was an entrepreneur and he was like dude monday morning sucks and it almost it almost screws up two days of my week that I need to be very productive, but he's like the light, but I, I didn't want to give up the community. Like often mm. that's still where community revolves around. Yes. And so he went like no alcohol, but couldn't like go hang out with his friends at the bar and get that community. And so he was like, I want to create something where I can still have a drink with them, but not have that Monday morning. And so he created a non-alcoholic bourbon and wow. wine and things like that. And so He's been on a mission to like do it where it tastes as real as possible. Yeah. You like the taste and you like the symbolism of like, yes, community, community and that kind of thing without the actual effects that you don't like, you know? So I do think it's a growing market because obviously the company has made a lot of revenue and yeah, growing and a lot of, you know, former alcoholics like it a lot. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um, but that's been controversial. He's like, man, it's been controversial. Like the people love it but other people are like you're tempting them you know you're because uh, it's triggering the same huh. sensation and they might fall back into the real thing and um mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i like the direction it's going i will say for me i actually probably won't join y'all in that because <laughs> <laughs> it just like i'm i'm in a i'm trying to actually listen like a lot of my personality growth is like listening to my instincts mm. versus the what should i do what other people think i should do Right. And that would be a very easy thing for me to go like, okay, I'll do that too. That's a good use of my time yeah. when I don't actually feel the benefit of that. I don't feel like if I listen to my life, it's not asking for a negation season or like a yeah. abstinent season. It's actually asking me for like a say yes. And there's some basic stuff that like, if I'm honest, it's not complicated. It's not too even ambitious, but some basic stuff I just need to commit to doing. And I want to use any of my willpower because that uses willpower, like the willpower yeah. to whatever. I'm like, I want to use the willpower to like say yes to some basic changes that I think would be really healthy for my life. Mm. Um, so uh, we can talk about that if you want. But like, I, I feel like I see it. I'm like, oh, I see it. If I would just say freaking yes to those things. Yeah. Give us one. Give us one example. Give us one example that you think will have a big shift if you say yes to it. Yeah. I mean, so there are three things, but they're all kind of wrapped up. So one is like going to bed early again, yeah. uh, earlier, 
Like yeah. I've just gotten loose. I was good for a few years and I've just gotten looser with, and now it's about midnight. Like it used yeah. to be way worse. I'm a night owl. Oh yeah. You used to be to real some bad. degree. I'm proud that I fall asleep by midnight, but yeah. it always makes me get up earlier in the morning and it's created this habit where I'm not as helpful as I should be in the morning. And sure. my wife really enjoys when I'm up, not just for the kids. Like she just enjoys seeing me. So I'm like, go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. Yep. that will allow me to be more consistent with working out. So it's still a yeah. good part of my life, probably three days a week on the minimum, but I play the anxious, it literally is anxiety driven to me when it's not there in the morning. I have to then just scramble to figure out when I can fit it in a day. Like, yeah. all right, I missed the morning. Maybe I could do it at one or maybe I could do it at five or whatever. I'm like, dude, if I got up, I could do the same class, same morning, every time and make sure I don't miss it. And then the really big thing for me we've talked about this on like committing to your zone of genius is I want to set aside at least 30 minutes, like starting small, but like in the morning, right after my workout of being creative, like not reactive. Cause my job kind of mixes creative stuff in there. Yeah. But like for me, like me and the muse reigniting yeah. that relationship, putting my ear to the ground and saying like, what am I hearing? What would I like to flesh out? Even if I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, like I want to almost practice writing again, practice that creative part of me, like really committing to that zone of genius. Yeah. Um, so very, that's very simple. I'm like, man, go to bed a little earlier, Love wake it. up same time, every time in the morning, get my workout in and then have a 30 minute window that I do not miss. That is just me, uh, committing to what I feel like is my zone of genius. Yeah. That's great, man. Oh, and the other one, Reynolds got me on this and I'll, 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 almost as accountability. I want you to tell you, I did it today Yeah. when I was, was marcoing with you all about like, guys, I'm getting in my head or I didn't even say that. I was like, I'm feeling that anxiety about the Christmas coming or whatever. Matt came back and I was like, dude, I think you just need to get into your body. Like you've told us this before and I forget. That's my promise. I'll forget what the real revelation is. Right. He's like, you're getting in your head, get in your body. And then he even said, and if you really want to change, if you're committed to changing, do something <laughs> new. That's what you said. You're like, if you're serious about like getting a grip on this, like do something new, stretch yourself. Mm. And the first thing that came to mind is I've been thinking for two years about wanting to learn jujitsu and mm. simply for the fact that like, it's so physical yeah. yet calculated. And I just miss, I was telling Ben this the other day, I miss having a fifth gear. I can kind of bring that out and working out every now and then, but like not consistently. Yeah. I don't get like amped to go lift as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, man, I miss like where you're like huffing and puffing and you're competitive, you're in something. So yeah, today, man, I signed up for a free 10-day trial of yes. the, Grace, the Gracie uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu joint down the road. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give that a shot. So I'd like to just give that a shot and see if I really like that. Uh, Dude, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. You're such a competitor from, you know, playing soccer, Drew. Yeah. I feel like having that competitive outlet is just exactly. I get that through basketball because it's different from working out. Like exactly. that's where I'm like, I'm having fun. I feel like a kid, like, yes, I'm playing good or not, or our team won. like that. So what's feeling. interesting is Ben, Ben was reflecting on this with me and he goes, yeah, man, like back in college, when you had like the outlet of like wakeboarding or soccer or whatever, it balanced your personality out. Mm. He's like, cause you are a very like contemplative in like your, yeah. calm thinker, right. but there was this other side that like you would push me to like, dude, let's do a flip off that bridge or like go for it. 
And he's like, now that you've lost that, you're only in the contemplative thinker. Right. And I was like, so dude, you're inward. Yeah. yeah, it's all inward versus yep. like sports and things like that forced me to like get in the flow and go and try hard and risk things. And I'm like, dude, I need that. And I tried soccer and I tore my ACL, which was fine. But it was like, all right, dude, I'm just not going to do that. So maybe jujitsu would be something where you, you're acting, even like the, the contact, literally like two humans. Physical contact. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, trying it's all, their hardest to it's all connected. It's yeah. all connected. So we'll see, man. Like, but I want to give it a real shot. Yeah. I love I, that. That's great. Now, I was even watching, I just was watching some like surf videos on Instagram or somebody sent me something, or I don't know. I'm on all these accounts now. So I just see people riding these awesome waves. And I just had this ache. I was like, oh man. So I was like, well sun's out it felt great in atlanta i was like i gotta go ride my longboard you know so i got my kids on their bikes and i was just cruising on that longboard and it does it gets you into your body gets you yes. out of your head it gets you into that like playfulness and that fun and uh i had been like because because i'm in a sim similar thing where i'm like i gotta i gotta have my morning routine set because it literally sets the tone for the day like literally right. almost the first hour of your day like kind of sets the tone and I had been having these little F's in my head. I was like, God, I got to make I made a good fitness decision. You know, so I was telling, I was like coaching myself, I made a good fitness decision. And it was like, I'm making good food decisions. Cause you know, it kind of plays into that. Like you want to yeah. eat better. And then I, this other F hit me. I was like, God, and you gotta, you gotta make a fun decision fun, daily. Yeah. Like do something fun. Like you gotta do that or life loses that spark it loses the fire you know so it was like i was having fun i was like there's another one you know and then I, and then the last one i was like don't make a foolish decision like when mm. i stay up too late doing just dumb stuff that's not actually refreshing it it kind of tanks the next day or the rest of the week so I, those were my like little things i was like god make a good fitness decision first thing in the morning it helps me make good food decisions i gotta make a fun decision like what's something fun i can do and then don't make a foolish decision. And then I heard, I heard Benjamin Franklin talking to me in the shower that same day, like <laughs> early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And I was like, you can't argue with that. Like it is true. Funny thing. Side note on Benjamin Franklin. He did that in his earlier years. And then when he was the diplomat to France and oh, went over, there was an old man. He stayed up late partying he lived the french way so he did it wow. kind of how that culture needed him to be to, so that's just a funny little antidote yeah. about him but i think that is there's a lot of truth in that in our stage of life it's like dude there's so we talk about this there's so much intensity going on yeah. like if i'm going to bring my best for myself and for my family, like I've got to own the morning. You know, I always bully y'all when I'm doing them out there, yeah. like running or on a walk. I'm like, I'm owning it, baby. I'm owning the morning. So yeah. in the morning, I just, I, I love the restart, the reset of the beginning of the year, just to be intentional about how do I want to show up, you know, exactly. yeah. for myself? How do I want to show up to my life? I don't care if anybody else does. It. I truly don't like do whatever you want. If you feel like winners for hibernation, like get in that cave and do what you got to do. I don't care. I'm just going, yeah. what do I have to do to show up so that I'm proud of? Well, yeah. And year. the thing that I've noticed too, man, is like we get caught in the traps of what should I do? Almost like guilt aspirations and everyone else is doing cold plunges. So I got to do cold plunges or whatever. <laughs> and that's fine. One of our friends does do that. He's yeah. And I, and it, and I know it's really good because I've done it a few times, but 
like I did it on my own, like a really cold shower after a really hot run in the summer. It was I know, every great. time I try, I'm like, oh, it's terrible. I can't yeah. do it. But what I think is more important is it seems like there's a few shifts, depending on what season you're in and where your head's at, your heart's at, your relationships are at, that would make a huge difference if done over time. Not mm. massive shifts. Right. Not Herculean efforts, but like a few shifts that you're like, yep, I cut this out. That was a big deal. Like I got, I remember one year, one of our friends was like, I'm realizing I'm in so many drama swirls that is taking up so much energy in my life. And his one thing was he just got out of all drama, like got rid of certain relationships that were constant drama sources. And he was like, the amount of peace that came into my life because I put up boundaries in those areas, right? So I would just say like, if you're listening, don't go to your knee jerk. If every year it's lose weight, if every year it's write the book, maybe, maybe write the book or just say like, man, what is the current thing that if I were really listening, if I just made a few shifts that I would even be excited to make, you know, would have a really big impact on the quality of my relationship or how I feel on a given day. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it more and just trying yeah. to listen to, you know, that idea of let your life speak. Like, dude, right. let your life speak. What is your life saying? And are you willing just to make some subtle changes, but really commit to them over time? Right. No, and I, I had one of those listening to that Big Leap book. It wasn't even something necessarily the author was saying but it was just it came up in me and i it was but it was around criticism and i was like why do i i don't think about myself being a critical person of others but i could just i could almost visually see these like verbal digs uh even even specifically towards like my wife or our kids when they do something that's just like said this a million you know what i mean like we just get yeah. so frustrated but i was like man why i don't know i just kind of saw it like why why am i allowing that to be here so yeah that's something that comes to mind when you said that like man I, i'm really active little prompts you're like yeah hey. and i'm and I'm, i wrote it down and i want to talk more about it with y'all i want to kind of meditate on it like why why do i have to do this like what would it what would it be like to not have that and i've caught myself i'm about to say a little something it's got a little something let's get a little zest on it's got a little spice a little, stinger, <laughs> a little, little shame little little complain little oh blame. yeah and i'm like man i i'd really like this to not what what would grow in the place what would happen how would other people feel mm. how would they blossom or flourish in some different ways if this wasn't being sprinkled so i mean it's it's like i'm i'm, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. i'm like i don't I, I don't know it's it's an interesting new yeah thing to to realize yeah let's definitely talk more about that and our marco polos because i am right there with you just <laughs> just being well, negative just being negative just you know my wife was like making toast or something this morning but she had all the lights off in the kitchen and so instead of just like flipping the light on <laughs> or just letting her be in the dark i mean if you want to be in the freaking dark you can be a the woman freaking make dark. her toast but i go I, instead i was like you want the lights on like i said it like in a douchey way like and you want the lights on like basically like you're an idiot why don't you have the lights on idiot <laughs> and she immediately i mean aaron just has had to put up with me for so many years now so she's like does not you know she fires right back she's like do not say it like that. Like, <laughs> shut. It's like, why are you doing that? You little control freak, you know? Totally. But anyway, I'm right there with you. 
That's how you start the morning off. A nice little fight, a nice little back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) I love it for some reason. Um, All right. Well, hey, guys, this was a good little Christmas holiday New Year recap. Unstructured, free flow. I mean, me and Drew would sit here and just chat forever. forever. (laughs) That's why we need the EP here. I'm checking my watch every five minutes. <laughs> well, I got a text from my wife saying I need to go on a walk. Can you can you can you be done soon? Because yes. if you're listening to this, there's still two more days until school starts for our kids. Oh man. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Give her that, give her that break. Give her that yeah. outlet. All right, All folks. Right. Love you boys. Love Happy man. New Year. Love you. Thanks for finally telling me what you guys really do. That's right. <laughs> Sign up for Reynolds 4Fs. He's got a, <laughs> got a 4F challenge. 4Fs boot camp. That's right. (laughs) All right. See you, folks. Thanks for listening to today's episode on the What No One's Asking For podcast. We hope you are enjoying it. And if so, would you consider giving us a review uh, wherever you listen? Um, Also, you can follow us on Instagram, WNAFpod. Um, And also, we'd love for you to check out our website, WNAFpod.com. You can sign up for our monthly newsletter there where we share kind of what we're reading and learning and enjoying, um, as well as leave us a voice message. Um, We'd love to hear your voice and hear uh, more about you. So check out the website, WNAFpod.com. And we can't wait to continue this conversation in season two on January 17th. Thanks.